this program to bring you a special report. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to South of the Eight. With me today is Luis and Sofia here from Mi Gente Show. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Hey, doing well. How are you? I'm kind of throwing it back. I haven't done a Zoom in a while, so, you know, I'm still, I'm kind of jumping back in. Beginning of Corona, I feel like that's all we kind of had. And that's kind of what yeah. created my show because it was so accessible and everybody was bored. So I was like, yo, throw on that Zoom, you know? But now that we're now that I'm doing sort of more of a in-person thing, this whole Zoom is throwing me off. It's just I know there's I like know. a little bit of a lag. So you know what I'm I'm gonna push through, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get yeah. through it. There's always technical difficulties. My yeah. Wi-Fi is terrible, by the way. So if I'm cutting in and out, very yeah. sorry. Yeah, I think that's just Wi-Fi in San Diego, but you know what I mean? That I'll just say that. But anyways, okay. uh, go yeah. ahead and tell me a little bit about yourselves. Tell me about the show. I'm really excited to hear all about that. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, well, about myself, uh, I'm a San Diego local, born and bred. Um, I guess I grew up a lot of part of in TJ as well. So I'm kind of a border baby is what I call myself. Um, and I'm a local actress, uh, now a podcast host. And yeah, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I recently, the, the latest project that I've been working on is a reality show. <laughs> So wow. okay. that's coming out. Yeah. yeah. So plug, it's com- called coming out for love. So I got to plug, plug that it comes out uh, th- this Saturday, by the way, can we curse? Yeah. No? No, uh, yeah. You're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That comes out this Saturday. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just been doing the acting thing and, you know, having also corporate life. Uh, I, I work as a behavioral therapist um, currently in between jobs, but you know, yeah. So uh, multi, that's, multifaceted that's, there, huh? Got a lot going. Yeah, going yeah. I had to, you know, I did the whole like um, Latinas with degrees and stuff like that. So I have a master's degree as well in um, wow. psychology. That's yeah. awesome. Honestly, I feel like people get the bad rap. Oh, well, I don't know for you, but for me, growing up, I'd always hear like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. And like, yeah. apparently, I heard recently that it's the rest of that is, but still better than master of none or i don't know but like there's a continuation to that saying mm-hmm. and pretty much what it's saying that at least you're opening up and experiencing a lot of things and i feel like it's cool to hear about like people that kind of do a lot of stuff because it's like yo I'm like i get bored of things sometimes it's good to kind of bounce yeah around, you know are you a jack of all trades as well would you consider yourself yeah well for me my vice is hobbies like i'll just start a hobby like this was a hobby right like Dude, i'll start yes. a hobby and then like I'll get really into it almost to the point of obsession and then I'll just jump to another thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, but it's kind of part of the fun, right? Like rediscovering something or discovering something, stuff like that. It is. There's so many things in this world to explore. There's yeah. like, you know, why not try a little bit of everything? I'm kind of the same way. You know, I've been going back and forth with French for like years. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm trying to get better at as well, but you know. Yeah. But that, I mean, again, that's the fun, right? kind of jumping mm-hmm. back it's like a, reading a book again it's like oh yeah i remember i like this and then you kind of just, oh 100 yeah, yeah i feel yeah that's fun so is uh what's the latest thing would you say the the podcast itself is this how, how i'm gonna long say have you guys been doing it for oh lou we've been doing it for like what a year uh <clears throat> yeah we uh we i started doing a podcast during the pandemic as a lot of people did uh, it was called fireside chats with big chief burrito and uh i've known sophia for a long time uh i I mean i'm from i'm from new york uh, originally but i've been in san diego for like 20 plus years um so i've you know i've been adopted um and uh we have a production company called 2am burrito which is a uniquely san diego thing you know 
Yeah. Like if you're in LA or if you're in New York, you get a slice of pizza or if you're in TJ, you get tacos. Mm-hmm. But in San Diego at 2 a.m., it's, you know, it's burrito time, right? Burrito, yeah. Um, so we, we worked on, we worked on movies and stuff here locally. I started doing some YouTube content. Um, and, um, you know, Sophia would guess once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we always talked about doing something together, you know, doing something Latino centric, um, you know, reacting to news and culture from like a Latino perspective. So that's where the idea for me, Hente show came up. And uh, then we started doing it on my other podcast network for a while. And then we're probably about 25 episodes mm-hmm. deep of having it be its own standalone show. Um, and so it's probably been about a year uh, that we started doing it, but we started finding uh, guests through Instagram and through Twitter and stuff like that and just keep growing the community and, uh, you know, collaborating with other podcasters and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun, you know, I mean, in between our other stuff, like I'm still a filmmaker and we still have jobs. Sophia's still an actress, but we come together and collaborate on this and, and, and we get to kind of, you know, we felt that there wasn't like these big shows where they're just reacting to news and reacting to culture. But I didn't see a lot of those that, cause there's a lot of like Latino themed, like niche shows or film reviews or music shows, but I really felt there was a space for some more reaction. Um, and then we also try to do like a Latino spotlight where we highlight one Latino creative um, or entrepreneur each episode as well to kind of put lift up some more people, you know, so it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's really it's been it's been fun and it's been rewarding mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I feel like I definitely I definitely get that. I relate to that because one of the things that I didn't realize I was going to love so much about podcasting and things like that is meeting people. Like at first yeah. you kind of think of like, oh, I can do this by myself. And you start ranting by yourself, like, oh, like maybe I should start bringing kind of different perspectives. And then you start talking to people and they surprise you kind of in the best ways. Cause I've had people that I'm nervous mm-hmm. about that turn out to be friends, you know? And then I have some people that I'm like, well, you know, sure. Like we'll have them on. And then it's one of the best episodes. So it's just so interesting and it's great to be open and just to be like, well, we'll see what happens. Fucking throw the dice. And that also happens with like even inviting people. Like I, I'm the worst as far as like social media, Jessica, shout out to Jessica Bernal. She's a, a co-host and also helped me with a lot of stuff back uh, behind the scenes and stuff like that. She always tells me like, we'll be somewhere cool. And they'll be like, why don't you invite them to the podcast? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I'll just walk away. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I just suck. And then, you know, so, and the same with like messages, like I'll sit there with the open DM and be like, ah, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I just talk myself yeah. out of it. But when I finally get to, I've been wanting to reach out to you guys for a while. And when I finally got to do it, I'm like, oh, like that was easy because you guys were so friendly. Yeah. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be, you know? Yeah. But it's, shoot you your know, shot. Shoot your shot. You gotta no, shoot your same shot. though. Yeah. We've been wanting to reach out to you as well. Like, I think, I think I followed you. It was a while ago. I know because um I learned about you through a mutual friend. And so I was like, oh man, I should listen to his stuff. Like, that's so cool that you're doing a yeah. podcast called South of the A. And it's a very specific experience living, yeah. you know, in San Diego on the South. So I was like, oh, I love what he's doing. We should invite him on, but I'm you. So I don't take initiative. Right. Lou yeah. is the one that does all of that. So yeah. So I'm glad he reached out. No, yeah. Look, yeah. I, uh, I was able to, <clears throat> just by shooting my shot, I was able to interview um, a Hall of Fame football player from the Jets uh, on my show. I was able to interview actors from some of my favorite TV shows like The Wire. We got somebody from The Wire on, um, like poker players with like $1 million follower, you know, $1 million followers and stuff and stuff like that. So uh, you, you, you'd be surprised the people that, that are open to it. Yeah. Um, even though one of the issues that podcasters have is a lot of celebrities entering the space and sort of making it more difficult for indie podcasts. I feel that anytime you have a chance to, uh, 
collaborate and switch guest spots and promote each other's podcasts. It's there's 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 really a lot of people that that love the the audio medium. Um, so you just you know you're, you're it's a good thing to to keep and it's a good thing to promote to bring people to other things that you're doing as well. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up okay. because I feel like for a lot of people that start podcasts, right? Like you gotta. We have to be first introduced to the medium. That's one of the things I realized when I started posting. It's like, oh, I don't know many. Right? Because you start posting to your own social media. It's the people that follow you that you know, grew up with, blah, blah, blah. Right? We all start somewhere. Um, Then you realize, oh, people around me don't listen to podcasts. Because I'd have friends be like, oh, that's really cool, man. But like, what's a podcast? Like, maybe that, like to that yeah. extent. But definitely to the point, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts. And that was kind of a big shock for me because I listen to all sorts of stuff and I have been for a while. So what's something that you you guys might have listened to that be like, oh, I really like this. Like, I think I can give my two cents to that sort of stuff. Um, I guess for me, I, I grew up with um, Sports Talk Radio and Howard Stern. That was kind of my introduction to that was my introduction to audio as a medium. And then later on, probably like Love Lines. You know, like uh, with uh, Dr. Drew and, and Adam Carolla, like stuff like that. So that's kind of where I learned or the first time I felt that it was cool to be able to engage with somebody and ask good questions. Every time I get somebody that says that's a good question, my hair, I get I got to wear a hat size one size bigger because <laughs> it because it makes yeah. me, you know, I love I love being I love asking questions and making people look at things the way that they maybe didn't look at it right away. So that gets me off in terms of like intellectually, you know, engaging. And anytime I hear conversations that's just above the, oh, what's your favorite movie? What are your top three songs? What is stuff like this? Like anything that's beyond, you know, like I, I even if I have a co-host, not naming names, and they may ask a very simple question, I'll, I'll like cringe. I'm like, oh, we can do better than that question, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's for me, for, for, for me, it's those were my influences in terms of like the audio world where I learned, you know, how to push the envelope, how to ask cool questions, how to interact with with guests, and then seeing how um, modern gamers and streamers sort of interact with their chat and stuff mm -hmm. like that. A mixture of all those things is kind of what I like to try to achieve in our live streams, because like you said earlier, editing is the podcaster's worst enemy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the reason we go live is because we trust ourselves not to cancel ourselves. And <laughs> we try to make sure that that the guests know up front what's going on. And and sometimes stuff happens, but you deal with it, you know, so that's that's the most fun for me being able to engage, get interesting reactions, make people think about stuff the way they haven't maybe before mm -hmm. um, and sort of dive deep. Yeah. And then for me, I I kind of like grew up on YouTube a lot. So I think I because I. I I also didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts um, before, I don't know, before the pandemic, probably. So for me, it was a lot of like YouTubers. Um, and then it seems like my generation of YouTubers have like all started podcasts and stuff like that. So I yeah. kind of moved to the medium. I was introduced through that. Um, and then I got kind of I also got into like audiobooks. And anyway, the the audio medium was something that I learned to really enjoy. And so um there's that and then as far as the the podcast for me it's it's the i don't know i don't know if it's a psychology aspect or what but i enjoy getting to know people just like literally like hey let's sit down let's grab a beer let's get to know each other um so that's kind of my style so i think that you know lou and i kind of balance each other out in that way yeah no matter the podcast it definitely feels a lot more intimate right like you'll have these um you'll have these sort of interviews especially like on tv and things like that you'll have these like 
what are you wearing? You know, like, what's your favorite color? Like, uh, kind of yeah. like the ones that Louis was talking about, like the questions that are just kind of silly. And I get why they do it, but it's just, I'm sure like the actresses and the actors all get tired of them, right? Like, it's almost a cliche. Even seeing them, yeah. seeing in movies, making fun of movies kind of thing where it's super dry. And then podcasting opens up these, or maybe even like long form video opens up sort of intimacy for the people and they get to see someone from a different perspective. And I think it's, that's one of the things I really liked about this format. You get to, talk even if it's about either a specific topic or just to get to know someone you do you know it's it's not like 20 questions or anything like that it's 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 better and i really yeah. like that it's i feel like it's just another way to get to know someone because i've interviewed people already knew and i thought i knew and then i'm like oh shit like if we sit down put a microphone in front of you i don't know maybe it'll make you want to say different things you know like what was your guys relationships with the microphone i know you said that you've been doing this for a while but like sophia for having a microphone having the headphones doesn't trip you out at all because i know some people will be like wow this is kind of like it's weird it is weird like what we're doing right now is super weird yeah um it takes i'm getting used to for sure i don't know it didn't come natural at all if you watch some of the earlier episodes i'm not super proud of them (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know once you get used to it especially in the medium because we are still doing it um virtually and it's a long form live stream so sometimes we go on for like three hours so it's yeah. definitely it's like a lot of getting used to but and then you mentioned the whole listening to your to your voice i hate that like i yeah. can't stand listening yeah. to my own voice right. so that i don't think i'll ever get used to but yeah yeah it's weird because um it's funny that you guys said that you guys live stream so that you kind of just kind of commit you to what you're going to say and what you have said i kind of do that where i'll just record and then i I literally put the intro. The only editing I do now is putting the intro and putting the outro and calling it a day. Maybe some kind of like verbal intro if I really want to like specify a point or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I used to just edit on my ums and my uh and mm. all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, what the hell am I doing? Like, it's just, I mean, I just have to get better at that, you know. Maybe for maybe for for clips. For clips, brevity yeah. is key. For clips, yeah, yeah you, can, you can just go from thought to thought to thought. But yeah, but for long term, if, if they really don't like the ums and outs, they can always listen a little bit faster. Yeah. And like, I feel like <laughs> if people are willing to listen, like they'll forgive that sort of stuff on a long format, right? Like on a TikTok, maybe not, but like, like you mentioned for clips, but a long format, you're, it's part of the agreement of signing up to listen to something like this. You're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, they're just talking. Like they're going to have mistakes and they'll say something stupid and they sometimes even listen for that sort of stuff, you know, especially on like, if you're trying to be funny or something yeah yeah i save my misogynistic rants for late in the podcast like two plus hours into the stream some context you're sounding horrible he is a reform misogynist okay we talk about this because of our because yeah because of our age gap is one of those things where like he just some i grew up i grew up very machismo environment you know you're a product of your time time, and i feel like people do have to i mean not to justify it right like you just have to unlearn stuff. advocate here but like yeah. you have to there is especially in like the latino culture yeah. and things yeah. like that there is some things that you're like damn i gotta unlearn that because i do that shit sometimes you know i try to be on the right side of things but there's some stuff where something will happen i'll have a thought right and i'll be like oh that was, that was yeah. rough <laughs> but i try yeah. not to define myself by the thoughts i kind of just let them be like whoa that was a shitty thought that i had let's just move on <laughs> you know yeah, just exactly. go on with my day you know, because if you marry your thoughts, then you're kind of stuck and you feel like you are that person. But I, I try not to do that. Or at least I'm trying not to do that. You're healthy. But, we're growing. We're progressing. We're a work in we're progress. All, we're all progress. Yes. Yeah, we're all a work in progress. But um, okay, back to the back to life thing. So I know you guys mentioned that you guys are kind of posting or I talked to Louie about this before we started talking. But um, 
you guys post in three different so how is it that you get feedback like are you guys following all the chats i mean are you guys well through um or something like that or is it through the program no through Streamyard, i get all we get all our all our chats through one portal okay even though those chats won't see each other so the people looking the people watching on youtube will only see the comments that youtube people make and the people on twitch will only see twitch comments we do have the ability to bring them up on stream and we do try to interact with chat. Sometimes you get on and, and people join randomly and they'll expect you to be like all the other Twitch streamers. They'll be like, hey, do you guys listen to music? Do you guys interact with chat? And I'm like, yes. And then they'll be, but mostly those are like little kids and stuff like that. Because um, they, they're used to being ignored by by the streamers. Um, but yeah, it is, it, is, it, is, it is a balance between thinking maybe we should commit to YouTube or commit to Twitch to make things a little bit easier. But Sophia's audience and my audience and, and our combined audiences are all over the place. You know, yeah. some of them are boomers, some of them are on our Facebook, you know, some of, so it's kind of hard to, to try to cut that off. Our biggest audience is our audio audience. So, you know, so we, we do more, uh, more downloads than the combined views on all the live streams. Um, so I think that we try to keep, the front of the episode interesting reacting to topical news and doing our spotlights and then if i go back and edit like i said we'll, we might edit out some of the hey here's a couple of tiktok videos that i wanted to watch and talk about with sophia that are more like for the stream rather mm -hmm. than for the podcast so it's kind of a weird balance but it works it for for me it works a lot easier than than that i did an old podcast with our friend ty that was called indie apocalypse that was about independent film using san diego as a case study and he would edit it so i never had to edit myself because i hated it that's the best so when it Someone when it came to mine and i did the first two and i started doing some content and then it would take me a week to edit this content down and to make it perfect and then i would put it up and it would give me the same number of views as something that i didn't spend a lot of time on and i was like no nah, i'm not wasting time on editing anymore yeah it's rough because like as you start doing content or as you start doing, because like, right, you'll have the live stream, you'll have the conversation. And from that, you sort of extrapolate content from different aspects, right? Whether it's clips, the audio, the live stream itself, things like that. It's just, it's just hard to consider that this job doesn't end after the conversation, you know, like I still forget, like we'll have this conversation and I'll end it and I'll be like, oh, that was great. And then I just procrastinate for all the content that goes after. And I'm just like, damn it. Like, this would be a lot more fun if I didn't have to do all of that. But I guess it's, you know, kind of a labor of love, right? Like, why not? Why do this, right? If you're going to, if you're not going to take all the bad with it. But yeah, well, I, kudos to you guys for all the other stuff you do. Because I, my stuff is mostly audio. We just started doing video. But even on video, we're a little backed up. I mostly use the video just for clips. Because, again, most of my traffic is audio. So I'm just kind of married mm -hmm. to that thing. And the clips is just sort of for people that maybe don't listen to the whole thing. And then we'll get uh, okay views on the clips. So I take it. You know? Is most of your audience from California and San Diego? Like, do you, do, you, do you steer fully into the niche of the San Diego podcast? Or do you also get a lot of listeners from other places? Yeah, funny enough, it's like 80% uh, San Diego. And then everything else is a little bit dispersed. Like, I have a lot of Northern California people. Um, there's like 10 people in Germany that listen. I don't know. That's a nice. <laughs> Yeah, we were looking um, at our stats before too. Yeah. Yeah. You ever look at those and you're like, what the who yeah. the hell is listening to Bulgaria in the house? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, and then and then I'm like, I'm like, it's gotta be someone that like 
shared it and li- you know, I don't know. Like I try to think. Well, for us, there's it. Latinos everywhere. So right, right. And for me, but like I'm like, who's from San Diego and Latino? And then you know, what I mean? it's just it just feels weird. But it, I'll take it. You know, hi to you if you're listening. That's awesome. Yeah, you're but right because it it's a it's very a specific experience. Yeah, yeah. The San Diego experience is very specific, and that's kind of what I was going for. Like I. I love sort of the niche I put myself into it, but I try not to limit myself, you know, like I still try to do other things. And I also don't want to spam people with San Diego shit because they're like, if you're from here, like, and you kind of know this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's just cool sometimes to see like, oh, I like that bar. <laughs> cool. I'll listen to this person, you know, I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of times podcasts are, especially for the people that maybe don't consume it too much. It's always about like, who's the most famous person, right? Like who, that's who they'll listen and it's cool yeah. to be like, oh, cool. Like, I know that guy from this one thing. And then now you're listening to the conversation about them or how they started their business. It just gives them a different side and doesn't have to be like idolizing a celebrity or anything like that. It's just like your neighbor or like someone, you know, it just has a cool story. You know, so yeah. I really like. Yeah, that. I mean, as, as somebody who named their production company after what we used to call the 2AM burrito was a time and a place. It's a very niche. It's a very it niche is. experience. Yeah. You know, that's why it's like literally they're like, what, what the hell is 2, 2 a.m. burrito mean? And I was like, yeah, 2 a.m. burrito. It's a time and a place. It's it's a vibe. It's San Diego. It's you know, it's it's a very specific feeling. And that's what I wanted to name the production company. So, yeah, I'm all for both the broad sort of uh, spectrum of podcasts that are about the overall Latino experience. But then also you need the smaller ones and, and not only the people in those towns, but people outside of towns. If it's a well done podcast, they'll also be interested in it. You know, I can listen to a podcast about a lot of things that I might not necessarily have to do with me, but, but if it's science, if it's something that I like, if it's well done, and if they're having an interesting conversation, I love to listen. Yeah. That's another reason I didn't want to spam too much on San Diego. Like I, again, I did put myself in this niche, not just San Diego. Now I'm splitting it by like a third, right? Cause like South, even that it's like super specific. Like I've had yeah. people uh, that I know that'll be like, wow, South is San Diego. Like, you know, San Diego is more than just South of the eight. And it's like, yeah, man, but not for me. Like, Growing up, anything north of the eight was like, oh, that's LA. Like I'm going, yeah, I'm like passing through there to go to LA. Like it was never like I didn't know Del Mar was because I didn't go to Del Mar growing up, so I didn't know that was part of San Diego. I thought that was like, you know, like in between LA and San Diego. Mm-hmm. So as you start driving, as you start growing up, you're like, oh shit, San Diego's huge. Like it's fucking huge, and I never knew. A lot, I still don't. You know, a lot of East Coast. I all right, sorry the. East San Diego, I still don't know very well, or Northern East San Diego, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, we we're small in a small town or a small city of a small country of a, you know. It oh just yeah, really puts your <laughs> position in perspective, and it's it's yeah. kind of humbling for sure. It's so wild how like big San Diego is, but like how your perspective is around your very tiny area that you live in. So like I'm west of the 805. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I'm south of the. 50. I was like, damn, even National City, like you you talk a lot about Barrio Logan and like places yeah. in National City that I'm like, damn, I don't even know it that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, holy crap, I guess I don't know. Like that. very true. Where in San Diego yeah. are you, uh, David? I'm in National City. I grew okay. up in National City, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those things, you know, you're like, oh, wow, like I, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I guess I don't know these places. Like I, I sort of adopted Barrio Logan just because of like the beer and like all the culture and yeah. stuff like that. So um i really go there a lot but even there i feel like yeah, i definitely didn't grow up here you know my girlfriend did, so it feels a little we more, had the founder from um, yeah we had the founder for of border x on the show a oh, while back awesome. too that's yeah. Awesome. yeah he's a real cool guy 
Well, I mean, anything that's as soon as as soon as we heard about it, or as soon as Sophia told me about it, she's like, "Here, there's a podcast from San Diego," and I was like, "Well, we're a podcast because I guess we're a we're we're a we're, we're a more general podcast, but we're from San Diego, so I mean, yeah. we also we also we always like to we always that well, we should have like a San Diego minute, you know, where we talk about something or do a rant about something happening in San Diego, blah blah blah." And I think we've always trended to be more like broad topics, but when it was like, hey, let's cross the streams, you know, that way the people that listen to the San Diego podcast can hear about another podcast that's doing other things here and so that we can promote you as well on our podcast for other people that are looking for stuff to listen to. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then again, I feel like a lot of that too is, I mean, your listeners already listen, right? Like they're already, um, they're already been introduced to the medium. And I feel like for me, that's one of the big things that, that, that Clips has done a lot for because I've had people reach out and be like, oh, I would have never listened because, you know, like they love the clips. They love the fucking minute videos. And I, I get it. Like, it's yeah. so easy to scroll through. But people will say like, oh, thanks to that, I actually wanted to check it out. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. people still, at least on my side, people are still a little push. They push back on like wanting to see two hours or see an hour. And they'll be like, Ugh, I don't know. Too much. Yeah. Commitment, I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good way to um to definitely leave them wanting more. And then, you know, they go searching for it. It's harder for them, for them to find you on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or like other mediums as opposed to just like on Instagram scrolling casually on a reel, you know, yeah, and then yeah. it makes you want to click. Yeah, exactly. And it, I to a, to a degree, I get it, you know, but as I create like as creators, right? I, I don't know if I like that word, but I like, guess people that create stuff. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just like a little frustrating sometimes because I'll be like, man, I. I guess I got to put in the work into the Instagram, you know, and I probably even put it when it worked to mine. So do you, do you dread it a little? Like, do you kind of regret the amount of social media usage that kind of having a podcast comes with? Yeah. Cause now I'm checking two accounts constantly, right? Like it's not just mine where like, mm-hmm. Oh cool. Like I know what my friends are up to. I'm done. Now I'm just kind of like, all right, how do we do today? How do we do last week? Like what's going on? Should I do this? Should I do that? Yeah. So it is a little bit of a necessary evil, but again it's where people like to engage so you got to go to that like i've heard a lot of the same for like facebook i mean facebook has a huge engagement and it's just well, that's one step i still haven't taken because i'm like man i haven't used facebook in so long and i, I don't know, know start right now <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, facebook and twitter are the ones that i just leave it to lou i'm like luis you do it i'll retweet i'll repost i'll share <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's it's rough but again this is what i like you know what i mean like the conversations love it but then it's like right now i gotta do all the other stuff you gotta promote you because i don't gotta do it no one's got a gun to my head like i'm not living off of this you know what i mean true i don't have to do anything but it's like it's worth it if i get to talk to people like you guys and have cool conversations oh david yeah yeah it's 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 fun no it's definitely funny you get to meet some cool people but like you guys said like you guys are aren't san diego focused but i'm sure it shines through right like that experience that border experience or just a latino 2 a.m. burrito experience it, it shines definitely it yeah i think that lou lou like you said he's an honorary local because he's been here for a very long time but like for me i have a very specific experience of course i was i was actually listening to one of your we'll get into that in the next one because we're running out of time but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah but then lou brings a lot of he's uh colombian uruguayan grew up in new york so like there's a lot of intersectionality that goes on as well yeah it's gonna be interesting i feel like Again, for well, this is from my experience, but like growing up, I heard Latino and I was like Mexican. And I just yeah. Mexican. It's <laughs> no, like same. South 
southwestern california san diego mexican you know what i mean because then you'll have mexicans in like texas and i'm like oh yeah i don't relate to them or maybe i do but then i don't it's just you know so growing up that was a bit of a culture shock because i'd travel uh with family and be like oh yeah no we're you know we're different and that's awesome so yeah that experience uh i feel like it's super super specific to san diego at least for me and i mean i went to a school with like it was like eighty percent Mexicans, so it's like. What school did you go to? Chula. You went to Chula. Yeah, yeah. Were you from National City? Yeah, I was in the music program, so. Oh, very. It was like a. Oh yeah, I wanted to go there because it's artsy. Damn. It's artsy, super. Well, not really yeah. super artsy, but it's artsy, and mm-hmm. I started playing an instrument since I was like in sixth grade. So the teacher is like, "Oh, you should go to Chula Middle and Chula High," mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, it's uh. Oh. It's it is a small world, and, but then again, it isn't. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, very cool. I went to Hilltop, so <laughs> okay, not yeah. far. I mean, a rock away, no. throwing a rock away, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, back to the uh, back to the show. Now you guys are are doing a lot of uh, movie stuff, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with like your acting, but also with the production that you have. What is it about like the Latino movie San Diego experience that you guys? like or that you guys are sort of exploring at the moment because i know you guys mentioned the san diego uh film festival correct yeah 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 um mi gente show is an official media sponsor for the 30th uh anniversary of the san diego latino film festival uh it's happening in mission valley from the 9th to the 19th okay um so if any if you or any of your listeners want to go check out some some movies for the 30th use code mi gente show for 15 percent off between us uh and um but yes i i was um we've been making movies in san diego for like the last 12 years uh under the two burrito sophia's been in a bunch of movies that's where we met and um a few years ago um and we've been we, we we've been um artists that have been invited to the festival we've had movies that that got into the festival so we've always been very fan it's a really cool festival locally um, it's very inclusive. There's a lot of festivals for film people that are just money grabs, right. you know, where they don't even really watch your movies. They don't really treat artists correctly. And um, so I think the, the San Diego Latino is like one of the most, it's one of the most prestigious Latino film festivals in the world, you know, and this is his 30th year. And we're, we're really happy to be part of it. We're going to be doing some live stream and some podcasts and some interviews from the festival this year. So we're really excited about that because... Mm-hmm. Because we're pod, like you said, some people start their podcast just to do podcasts. But Sophia's an actress. I'm a director. You know, we did it kind of just to sort of get ourselves more out there to stay creative. And we love podcasting because we love to talk, as you can tell. But but we also want. But but I'm also really involved in the indie movie scene here locally. We've made like 15, 20 movies here locally in San Diego. For a while, there wasn't a big latino like film scene here in san diego it was hard for me to find like latino actors and actresses like a while when i started you know so it's growing and it's better um and you know the san diego latino film festival is one of the things that kind of pushes that and and i love the my favorite part as a curator um because i select some of the comedies and i'm part of the selection committee is seeing all the young latino filmmakers not only locally but in texas and mexico and south america all over the U.S. that submit movies and how they're telling like our stories, more Latino centric stories, 
like about like unity and the differences, like you said, between a Chicano and like, uh, a, you know, a San Diego Mexican and, and a North yeah. Mex North Mexican and, you know, Latino, Colombiano, you know, Uruguayo, like all that stuff, all that intersectionality. Uh, so it's, it, it really lifts my spirit to be able to see that, that the, that the Latino influence on cinema, it continues to grow. Um, so that's kind of like the biggest thing I get out of it. Not only do I get to promote our show, do I get to be a curator, but I get to watch movies and I get to see a lot of Latino talent, like in front of the screen, writers, directors. Uh, so that's like the most fun. So we're going to be hanging out at the festival this year and we're really excited about it. And, you know, we hope, you know, if you need tickets, man, we'll hook you up if you want to yeah, come out. Come yeah, through. I would, I would, I would honestly love that. I was, I was just about to kind of, you know, pedal a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Like I said, yeah, yeah. No, you can get tickets awesome. now. Yeah. We, you, anybody that wants to can use the code, but we'll also be, we're going to be giving away tickets as well during our shows and stuff. So we'll be able to hook you up. Well, that's awesome. And again, thanks again for doing this. I uh, can't wait to hear all about after we should have kind of a, a redo tell me about your guys' yeah. experience it'll be a lot oh, of fun. yeah thanks again to okay. being on the podcast sorry that the time is all thank you shit, the zoom is no man anytime anyway. you need uh, anything you need, uh, you're fine. let us know or next time, we'll next do time it in we person. yeah next time yes. we'll do it in person yes that's awesome thanks again and uh i'll catch you guys next time thank you david yeah.